Hey, welcome back to your first million. It's Arlen. It's December 18th, a Sunday, 2022. I thought I'd jump on today and talk to you a little bit about what's going on on Twitter. I don't even know what I want to talk about specifically. I just know that um, Lonnie, as I affectionately call him, is at the World Cup or was at the World Cup finale. And during it, at the very end, uh, Twitter made an announcement that you can no longer link out to almost anything that you normally would link out to if you're using Twitter regularly. And that set off a crazy storm. And then um, Paul Graham from, from Y Combinator tweeted about it. I didn't see it firsthand because he has blocked me for years. So I saw somebody screen sh- did a screenshot and then I checked it out. Um, and then moments later he got blocked. <laughs> Which <laughs> So the reason I wanted to record is because there's just there's a lot of nuance to it that ironically can't can't be said all on Twitter, right? It's too too many words. So I just want to add a little context. The reason I'm giggling is because Paul Graham, as I said, has blocked me in the past. And let me just be clear about this too. I I don't have a problem with people blocking me. I block people every day of my life. Like it is part of my job. It is self-care. And I'm being serious here. It is a form of self-care. It is boundary setting. In my case, I block people who take an energy away from me or who just blatantly insult me. And who I don't want that that energy in my life, right? Um, Paul blocked me shortly after he and I got into like this Twitter back and forth. I think it was 2019. We got into it and um, it was because of something he said about, something about his wife, something, I can't even remember most of it, but it was stupid on his part. It was very um, unintelligible and it was... um, tone deaf and it was wrong and I stood up for it because I always do that and um, he his response was was two times as bad as the original thing he said and then his minions started coming at me online and calling me all kinds of names and being really just um, you know everything was in poor taste and I don't mind battling him the the rich powerful guy he is because I do that all the time I don't mind that but when you allow your minions to come at me at someone especially three years ago who didn't have a lot of um, leverage and you don't tell them hey back off we're just arguing you know it's free speech whatever and then it spills into real life that's a problem and so what ended up happening is that very shortly after that I was supposed to speak and I did speak at uh, uh, an event in Redwood City, right, right in uh, San Francisco, and that's where he, that's his base, and you know around his base, and so I got security because I had been getting threats and really off-color comments for those few days. So I got security because I was scared that something somebody might, because they knew where I was, and because it was a tech event, that something could happen. So I've always said that he owes me for that security and for what happened afterwards and all kinds of stuff. Now, backing up from that, I don't like him. I don't, I don't Paul Graham. You know, he's the, he's the 
founder and whatever uh, guru, cult leader, whatever, at Y Combinator. I like YC. I think YC is very interesting. I think it has been ex- extremely, uh, to say it's been impactful is, is such an understatement that it's comical. Um, Airbnb and Dropbox and Stripe and so many people and places came from that. Uh, Reddit and just so many places and people who I enjoy and I, I respect. Sam Altman, uh, who was part of it, uh, was a, was a actually a big supporter of mine early on, very early on, extremely early on. So I I like them, I dig them, but I I do find fault in some of the things that they do. I've talked to them about. It. I talked to Michael Seibel about it. Um, you know, and I speak up. But Paul, to me, is a very, very, very detached person. He's problematic in a lot of ways. And, you know, you can disagree with me. I'm not, this isn't what this is. You can certainly disagree with me. I think that he um, has an, he lives in an echo chamber and, and he is just very much detached from the real world. And then on top of that, he doesn't leave any room for criticism. So there's a lot of things he says that um, that are just weird and wrong. So I don't like him, don't care for him. I'm sure he doesn't like me, but I also am sure he doesn't think of me that much. <laughs> you know, so I, I get whatever. <clears throat> so I don't mind being blocked by him because that's part of his self-care. He did not want, after that exchange to interact with me or me to see what he had to say. And I, I, I literally and, and honestly respect that. That's fine. Um, I, I actually like when people don't, I, I like it both ways. Like um, David Sachs, really don't like that guy. Ooh, he's a, he, he upsets me in a lot of ways, but he hasn't blocked me. And I think that's interesting. Jason Calacanis hasn't blocked me. I don't, I, I like Jason. That's a whole other kind of, relationship but he hasn't blocked me and I think the two of them could have easily blocked me so I also like respect that version of it but I do respect Paul blocking so today when I saw uh, that he had been um, suspended first I started from Tiffany Bell and then I saw it from everybody right that right after I posted even Paul Graham gets it when he you know he went on there and said it was wrong to to uh, not allow for Twitter not to allow these links out to other social media, because he because Paul is not a dumb person. You know, Paul is an intelligent. He's hyper intelligent. I don't think he's a genius like everybody thinks he is, but I think he's hyper intelligent, just like Elon. And I think that for him, it was like, wait, <laughs> no, 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 the, the the racism, that's fine. Come on, uh, the transphobia, I I could care less. But you're gonna not let me link out to my mastodon? No, <laughs> I put my foot down. So he he saw like there is there is a line, and he has a line, and that was his line. And then very quickly after, somebody at Twitter got a probably got a text or some sort of beaming loop or some sort of you know um, I don't know the thing that you used like a harpoon. <laughs> that landed on their desk from 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 uh, from overseas where Elon is, and said, "You must you must uh, suspend Paul Graham's account." So he's suspended. By the time you hear this, he may not be suspended because things are happening every minute. By the time I finish recording, he may not be suspended. But it is you know three in the afternoon on the West Coast on December eighteenth, 
2022. And right now, as I, far as I know, he's suspended. So that's happened. Lonnie hasn't commented on it. Although right before I pressed record, I did see him respond to someone saying, hey, can we have the links if we're not trying to promote and we're just doing it for ourselves? And he said, that sounds reasonable. So what's happened most likely is that he's gotten a couple of messages from people that are like, yeah, I know that you're an asshole, Elon, Lonnie, Lonnie, but do you, 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 there's certain things you can't do. And that's one of them. And I think, I think maybe he might be on the, on the verge of turning that around. Now, let me, let me stop myself for a second, because I just said that Lonnie was Lonnie being Elon Musk. I just said that Lonnie is an asshole. That is like, like the lowest denomination. Well, no, the lowest denomination of insult is just attacking someone's looks or some sort of disability or something. That's that's the lowest. But the second lowest tier, in my opinion, is just calling somebody a, a name that maybe a twelve year old would call somebody in a in a in a uh, playground fight. And so, I'm not, just to call him like flippantly an asshole. He's not an asshole. He's um. There's so much more to it, but I just don't give the energy, my own energy, to describing what Elon Lonnie is. Lonnie is, I can tell you what he what he shouldn't be, and that's, that's the CEO and owner of Twitter. Because that doesn't belong to him. It belongs to us. The people, I think I've been on there since 20, since 2007, 15 years, more than 15 years. It belongs to people like me, it belongs to you, and it belongs to the five or 6,000 employees that, you know, currently made it possible and the, and the 10,000 that made it possible in the past, whatever number. So just be, for, I'm truncating everything by calling him an, ass, an asshole. So you have Lonnie with this, you have Paul Graham. I went on Twitter and I said, I don't like the guy, but he shouldn't have had his account suspended because he didn't do anything in this case wrong. He didn't. He didn't do anything that went against the terms of service in this case. He didn't link out. He didn't do anything. And then he was suspended. And all that is is like this is Trumpism. It's I don't like you, so I'm going to silence you. It's the same thing that happened two days ago when Lonnie silenced all of those journalists. Why are we not? I mean, that is some scary stuff. Journalists, and I'll say it again, journalists, there have been a few, not many, but a few who have traumatized me, who have hurt me, hurt my feelings or, you know, set things in motion that made made me go through some traumatic things for months or years. But I would stand in front of them and hold them back from somebody trying to silence them. You don't silence journalists. You don't silence critics. You don't silence... You can not like them. You can do things that are, um, you know, you can play fair, right? Like if they do, if they do go against the rules, you can say, well, you went against the rules and now I'm going to do this, but you don't arbitrarily silence them or harm them, right? You can't. That, that just is, that's just chaos. And, um, so for instance, if a journalist had, really gotten on Lonnie's nerves and really gone against him. And then they, in the face of policy that more than one person agreed on, that was like the law of the land, they went against that law of the land, not some arbitrary thing that they wrote 12 hours previous. 
then Lonnie then, in my opinion, has the right to say, look, I stood by, I let you do your thing, but now you've gone against the true terms of service and now we have to, you know, you can't do that. You can't just be, there has to be some law. So this is, this is all what's happening right now. In addition to thinking that Paul Graham should not have been suspended, let, let him live another, let his tweets live another day to insult me tomorrow, right? Let, he, he has that right. But in addition to it, I think it's hilarious. We've reached minute 12. I can tell you, I think it's hilarious that he got suspended because he's so um, obtuse and, uh, is that the word, I think? Yeah, he, he just... It, like just a few days ago, he was talking. He was praising Elon because he thought, you know, all these other people are crazy to think that Lonnie's taking away their rights and that they know better than him. <laughs> oh, rich people, rich, dis- dis- detached people. You know, like it's just so funny. It's like everything is cool until it happens to you. Everything's fine. I want to see that energy that you have for yourself or other people. Just once, just once, that'd be great. So I think it's hilarious that these two guys are fighting with each other. I can, um, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna censor myself a little bit from what I was about to say. So I'll back up from that. But they're basically having a pissing contest, and neither of them is winning. Which <laughs> sad, you know. <laughs> it's just sad. Like it's pathetic, and petty, and dumb, and embarrassing for them. And that's how I feel about it. Now, what I want to happen is I, I can be petty for, you know, sprints for moments at a time, but I'm not petty in general. And I want things to kind of go back to where all the people on Twitter who are using Twitter for their livelihood and also for like mental health reasons and quality of life and to bat, to combat loneliness and so many things that people are using Twitter for. I want them to be able to do that in peace and so this has been one very long distraction today in the last month and the last six months. It's been such a long, unnecessary distraction, and it's, it's, it's upsetting. So I wanted to kind of go away. I'm not 100% sure how that happens. I'm kind of like everybody else. Like I'm wondering, does something about the Tesla shares going lower and lower, does that knock Lonnie out when it comes to being able to run Twitter does he leave on his own accord because he's just simply tired of uh, the L's? Uh, or does he become like Thanos and just get bigger and stronger and like meatier, you know, like as far as like the, his ability to wield power and not and get away with it? There was also something I saw about European uh, rules that he's breaking, which is quite interesting because the U.S. is so small compared to the rest of the world, is you can't just think about how it affects people in the U.S. And, and other people, other countries are not taking it lying down like we are. So it's just interesting to see what will happen next. Um, now, Twitter was not the bomb before. Twitter had its issues for years. Uh, but it, it was kind of like knowing the enemy you know. It's like, okay, I, I know why it's bad. I know what to expect, the type of thing. I can set my settings to not be called a fat dyke you know, only five times a week instead of 20, things like that. Um, But with this, this is like, you know, there's just constant looking over your shoulder, what's going to happen next? Is Lonnie going to have a temper tantrum? 
because you know how difficult it is being the richest man in the world. Is he going to have a temper tantrum and just lights out, you know, put turn like he turned off spaces because he went into a space and somebody asked him three questions in a row and he couldn't take it. Wow. So he turned off spaces, which some people are using for their livelihood. Some people are actually going on spaces almost on a daily basis. That's where they get their customers. That's where they get their um, followers. That's where they have ideas come from. That's where people meet. But it's just gone because he said so. So that, I think, is the worst part is that uncertainty of, um, what am I going to wake up to today? And that's what Trump did to us for so many years. That's what was the worst. I mean, the worst part of it was what the, the things he actually did. I mean, it's just incredible laundry list <clears throat> that I think we've, um, in a way to protect ourselves, have forgotten a lot about. <clears throat> but, this, but, but that was what was one of the worst things, was waking up every single day to Trump's U.S. and not quite knowing what to expect. What are you going to wake up to? What news would have happened overnight? And then what's going to happen throughout the day? And that's what Lonnie is doing to us. It's not healthy. It's not right. It's not fair. It's not cool. And the last thing I'll say, because I, I, I'm just going to go. I don't want to belabor all of this. But the last thing I'll say is that he, it could have been different. You know, I think, like, imagine, I wouldn't have been able to imagine however many years ago that Dave Chappelle, Kanye West, and Lonnie would be people I wouldn't want to have dinner with. Now, Chappelle, I might, I probably would have dinner with Chappelle because he, despite a lot of the things that he said, I think I could reach him. I think he's reachable still. And I think deep down, Chappelle looks for honesty, authenticity, and fairness. And I think he just thinks that certain things are fair that other people don't think. So that, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, again, that could change. But Lonnie, he could, it could have been so much different. You're the richest person in the world, or you were. <laughs> you were until you started acting a fool. And he could have just walked into a room, any room in the world, and just been embraced and just been this walking icon, this legendary person for the rest of his life, for the next 40-plus years, 50 years, maybe more if he invents, invents something, right? Instead, he's going to get booed by 90% of a crowd at the Dave Chappelle show in San Francisco, his home turf, his home. Like that, that should have told him something. But now I think he's just being so, so, so bitter about it. And if you, if you want to really get uh, kind of a front row seat and a backstage pass to his psyche, to what drives him, and not so much guessing, you should follow... Kara Swisher, the journalist, and you should listen to her podcasts that she's done herself. She has two podcasts, and then she's also been appearing on podcasts and different news places. She's been following him for two decades. She's been friends with him for most of that time, and then things started changing more recently. And she, what I like about Kara is that she is, um, she'll just say what she thinks, like straight up. She'll say what she thinks. And people think she's kind of mean or she's kind of unapproachable. I think she's really sweet. I think she's kind of just a sweet person. And I think personally that this is making her really sad. And I haven't listened to all of her uh, episodes, so maybe she's already addressed this. 
But I think this is making her really sad and she misses her friend. And at the same time, she doesn't want to be someone who, this is just me conject, you know, all conjecture, but I think she doesn't want to be someone who st stood idly by while he was having a, a, a breakdown and said nothing, you know, and to, to learn later that something was going on and she could have said something. So I think she's saying everything, she's sounding the alarm, has been. And there's also this interesting, you know, personality study um, where he is a narcissist and he's also like just kind of a boring narcissist. Like he's such a boring, mediocre narcissist that it's insulting to me as a, as a person. <laughs> so anywho, that's it. I'll probably say some other stuff another time, but I just had to get this out. Because, my goodness, you know, I know that we can do 4,000 words or letters or characters on Twitter soon. So next time I just may record this and transcribe it and just pop it on there. Because that's smart and interesting, right? All right. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy this last couple of weeks of, uh, of the year. I'm going to, yeah, I, I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore. Let's see what happened in the last 21 minutes while I was recording this. Let's see what happened.